Welcome to the Foreign Lady Podcast. Here's your host, Elizabeth. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Foreign Lady Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth. And the bottom line. And we are back with another episode for you this week. On today's uh, show, we will be discussing what seems like everybody in the country is talking about. That is the new Dave Chappelle special that came out on Netflix last week. We are going to be discussing what has a lot of people in the LGBTQ plus community so upset. And do they have reason to be upset? We're going to talk about that. And then we are going to talk about DC's latest I guess, venture with their new Superman. We're going to talk about what they did and is it pandering? Is it bandwagoning? We'll talk about that. And one person who is speaking out about it and is not too happy with that. So we'll talk about that. And then we'll also talk about Meek Mills. He is a rapper and he just debuted his new cover art for his latest album that has a lot of people talking. So we're going to talk about what the controversy is, what he has to say about it. So we're going to cover all of that on this week's episode. With that being said, let's get started. So have you seen the Dave Chappelle special? Did you watch it on Netflix? Who hasn't at this point? (laughs) And then when you try to cancel somebody like him, everyone now is going to pay attention. Like people who didn't want to pay attention to him will now want to pay attention to him. I agree. The more they tried to make a big deal out of it, the more it just gave more. I mean, he's basically what everybody's been talking about since the special came out. So it's called The Closer. It came out on Netflix last week. I saw it when it came out. And like you said, a lot of people saw it. If you haven't seen it by now, either you just don't want to or I don't know where you've been living under a rock. People are upset about what he said about transgender people. And... If you know Dave Chappelle, if you know his history, he has said some, you know, made some jokes about the LGBTQ plus community that a lot of them don't appreciate, but he's a comedian. That's what they do. That's their art. So, you know, in this special, he talked about the community. He brought that up. Well, there's a couple parts that people are are offended by. The, The first part is what he said about the baby, the rapper. He said that, oh, and let me just start off by saying we're not trying to offend anybody in the LGBTQ community. This is just our opinion and don't be upset. So he's basically said that the baby can kill somebody at a Walmart, which I didn't even know that until he said it at the special. But then I found out what the circumstances was. It was apparently was in self-defense and he was never charged. But he made the, he basically said that the baby can kill somebody in a Walmart and his career is fine. But then he makes a LGBTQIA plus. I think that's how you that's the whole alphabet. I don't know. And he basically said, and you can offend somebody in that you offend someone in that community and your career gets can't like you get canceled and everybody's up your ass. So what did you think about the special? Honestly, I really didn't see anything wrong with what he said. I wasn't offended. Maybe it's because I'm not in the community, but I just didn't get what the whole uproar was about. So let's start with that issue first about 
what he said, you know, you can basically offend black people, you can offend any other community, but God forbid you offend that community and everybody's coming for your throat. Do you think that that is true? Number one. And also, what are your thoughts on the special? Well, let me first say, I wasn't even joking before about if you don't know something, people will be offended. Like, again, we're not in the community, so we're not going to know all the details. And because of that, you're going to find people who will get upset. And we can't know something that we just don't know. We can only learn. Right. As far as the special, comedy is the last place where you can be honest. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that honesty will be hurtful and offensive. And in the special, he touched on everyone. Yep. But yep. we also have to put it in context. Not everybody's treated the same in the real world. Correct. See, this is where we got to be honest. You can make a joke on everyone, but we know certain groups in the world, they're more vulnerable. All they've ever known is being ostracized, you know, not being the norm, not being the standard, not being seen, not being visible. And the time that they're seeing is when we're making a joke of them at their expense, when they're the punchline. It's one thing if Dave Chappelle makes a joke about a white man, right? Right. A straight white man. They are seen everywhere at every level. They're seen in government, on TV, they're superheroes. So making a joke on them is okay because they're not an unprotected group. They're the majority. They have the most history in this country. However, the LGBTQIA+, is it now? I think so. Yeah. But that particular group, they're relatively new on the scene. And behind the curtain, they were ostracized. They were beaten down on. You still have people in churches, you know, speaking very hard against them. Mm -hmm. And whether you agree with what's being said or not, you can't say that they've been accepted. You can't really say that Mm -hmm. in terms of the history of this country. They haven't been accepted and they're facing things that we don't have to face on a regular basis. So I can understand that what some of them say that special could have adverse reactions to people in their community where they'll be attacked, beaten up. And this is stuff that already happens, right? We, we know this stuff that happens. They get kicked out of their homes. You know, I can't imagine how tough it is. And then when you turn on the TV, you see the world's greatest comedian making a joke at your expense. It, it's probably going to feel differently when you know you're that group that's already ostracized. But isn't it just comedy? Like, isn't comedy a space where you can just go to and basically, like you, like you said, everybody is fair game? At what point do we stop being offended over everything? I mean, he basically called them hypocrites because he gave a story at the end of the special about his friend who was a trans woman. And because she supported him, the community turned their back on her mm-hmm. and you know, unfortunately, she ended up taking her life. You know, he kind of alluded to the fact that that may have had something to do with her taking her life because of her support for him. Her community shunned her. You know what that sounds like, right? You know, that sounds like when you hear you hear a white person try to say they're not racist because they have a black friend. Right. That's, <laughs> so what's, you, that's what is going on. You realize that, right? It's you, the same. That's the what you think that is. 
Yeah, like give me a pass on what but I, I said that was offensive I Chiff- because Chappelle I have a black trans- I don't, but I don't think he's transphobic. He said it himself that he wasn't transphobic. Of course, I mean, you know, you know, people will say they're not racist, they're not sexist, and they still could be. And I'm not here to accuse him of anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that in another situation, if a white comedian says something about a joke about black people and says because I have a black friend, it's okay, we're going to be upset. We're going to. But he didn't say that. that story to be like, "Well, I have a black friend." Like he genuinely did have a friendship with this woman. And I mean, even, like, even again, her family has come out to support him. People can put on a show. And again, I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm just saying I can see it from the other side that if it was a white comedian making a joke about black people, you know, in a certain way, making a joke maybe about slavery, whatever the case may be, we would take offense. But th- that's what also what he was saying. He was saying that there are some groups that you can make jokes all day long and nothing basically happened to you, but then you touch this protected class and uh, they, they want you gone. And it just seems like for some reason, if you say something that does not fit their mold or fill that filled their idea, all of a sudden you're labeled transphobic or you're labeled homophobic or you're labeled any kind of obic there is. Why? Like, why is that? Because again, believe it or not, the group is majority white men. Again, I mean, we have to put in perspective. This is not a group that has had a lot of protection historically. If they had just centuries of protection, then I would say Dave Chappelle have at it. Mm -hmm. But they haven't. For them, it's very recently in the history of the world where you could say, this is a protected group. You can't say anything against them. It's recently they've been able to enjoy a little bit of that and they want to hold on to it now again i'm not trying to stop dave Chappelle from making his specials like again comedy is that last place where you get to do those things Mm -hmm. but i understand why they can feel offended i'm not going to pretend i don't understand why even if i don't agree with them i'm not going to pretend i don't understand why they can be offended Right. I'm not sure if you saw this, but I saw uh, a trans woman, Flame Moreau. She's also a comedian. She was on Don Lemon. I loved what she said about she she was like, well, first I'm trans, I'm black and I'm a comedian. And basically her whole thing was we need to come to the table. People in the LGBTQ community need to come to the table without any sort of anger and just listen, because you have to admit a lot of these things are new to people. I, I like to th- consider myself pretty open-minded, but there are a lot of things that I don't understand myself because 10 years ago, I didn't know anything about trans people. You know, the only, I guess, letter that I knew in the LGBTQ was the L, the G, and the B. That's it. The gay, the lesbian, and the bi because I had a friend in, in high school who was gay. And so that was my first education into that community. All these other letters, I have no idea. And then, you know, the whole trans thing is a big topic right now, which he also discussed where you have women, like biological women on one side, and then you have the trans women on the other side, and there seems to be this sort of battle. Is it possible for us to kind of come to the table and have these conversations without anybody being offended? You know, he touched on JK Rowling, where she said, Gender is gender. You know, you can't argue with biology. You can't argue with gender. And then, you know, she got canceled because she said that because, you know, she brought up 
women and having periods and if you don't have a period are you actually a woman and blah blah like he kind of goes into the the nuances of it but why is it that we that we can't speak our mind and say how we feel without anybody thinking that oh it's it's a dig or it's a you're offending somebody when when is it okay to have those conversations when is it okay for me to be like well i don't understand this help me out here without me feeling like I'm on shaky ground. I think the conversation can be had at any time if people are willing. And I think Flame Monroe was very right in saying that, you know, we can't be afraid to come together. We have to open up that dialogue. Even Malcolm X said it, if Black people and white people want to have a conversation, the Black person shouldn't come there immediately calling the white person racist. Then Mm -hmm. the white person can't come there calling us whatever, whatever. You know, we have to be able to to see each other as as equals when we come to that table. But going back to um, J.K. Rowling, whether you agree with what she said or not, if J.K. Rowling, who is a white woman, right, Mm -hmm. if she went missing in the world versus somebody from their community, say a trans woman, who's the world going to care about? You know, and that's something that we probably don't have to think about too much, but they have to, Mm -hmm. right? your position in the world, right? Your value in the world, you know, that means something. And this is a group that hasn't been valued. I was watching a video of a, of a preacher in regards to that group using the word filth. I grew up in the church, but hearing that word, how can that not hurt? Mm-hmm. Regardless of your beliefs, whether you're a, a devout person in the church, how can that word not hurt? Right. And how can you not associate that word with, the mistreatment you get in life. You know, you walk around the streets doing your own thing, minding your own business, and people are looking at you, treating you a certain way. They're treating you like that word. And then not only do you have to see that in real life, but you again, you have to turn on the TV and hear what people say is the greatest comedian right. taking aim at you. And people will listen to that person. They'll listen to that person and say, oh, you are too protected. That's really not reality. Whatever protection they have, it is recent. The rest of us still have more protection and true. That's why to me, like, if you make a joke about our community or any other community, it's not that big of a deal because we have something that they may not. We can easily find, you know, other people that look like us, live like us. We're more of the norm. We don't we don't have to worry about standing out too much. That's why it's like, you know, I still believe. That comedy is the last place where you can be honest. You got to expect that it'll be hurtful. It'll be offensive. And everybody in terms of comedy is fair game. But I do understand that people can be hurt at the same time. Yeah, I agree with you. I guess I just want to know, like, if there's a line and if comedy is supposed to be all encompassing, is there a line? Because, I mean, you've had other comedians being canceled for some of their, you know, inappropriate jokes and then you hear you know other comedians say well it's comedy it's comedy it's comedy everything is fair game everybody's fair game i guess for a a regular person like myself it's it can be confusing it can be hard it just feels like if i have an opinion about something then i get labeled whatever right just like in the same way that if somebody has if they have their feelings about another community that's not lgbtq maybe like black people or jewish people or immigrants or muslims or whatever people just automatically just jump they're they're not coming to the table like we're not having conversations anymore 
to listen to each other and try to understand each other. So I just feel like sometimes it's like you're ramming the thing down somebody's throat and you're like, you have to accept this or you don't. And, you know, like you, I also grew up in a church where it's like, of course, it's seen as a bad thing. But like I said, I've kind of been indoctrinated into it since, you know, since I was 13. And I was pretty open minded about it. Like I just saw them as people. Like I said, there are other things that I don't understand. And I feel like if I say, well, I don't get it or I don't understand it, then I'm automatically labeled this. That's all. I just got one more thing to say about this. Yeah. And just remember, you know, way back when blackface was considered comedy, but you wouldn't see it today without black people getting offended because it's people, we looked at it as it it was a caricature. Right. I can't even say the word character of us yeah away our humanity our dignity yeah and at the time it was comedy gold right right and that's, that's why i say where's the line you know right. because that's so, very offensive right so we can't be mad that this group here they're gonna start drawing their own lines right you know okay all right let's move on here here we're we're sort of in, in the community with this story as well so in the latest issue of uh, the Superman, the new, I guess this is the new 52, the new Superman who is the son of the original Superman, John Kent, who is the son of Clark Kent, they have written him as bisexual in the new uh, issue of the Superman comic books. There are some people that are happy. There are some people that are not so happy. And... Dean Cain, who played Superman in the Adventures of uh, Superman and Lo- is it Superman and Lois, the show? Yes. Yes. Okay. The New Adventures of Superman and Lois, which was my favorite show. I wa- yeah. Kid. I watched it too. I watched it on DVD. She that. lying, y'all. She lying. I am not lying. A coworker of mine actually gave me the DVD. Unlike you, I didn't watch when it actually came out. Okay. That's when it matters most. <laughs> <laughs> So he he basically said that he wasn't happy that if they had done this 20 years ago, it would have been innovative and, you know, refreshing and basically great and awesome. But now that they're doing it now, it's it's not all those things that it's basically uh, what did he call it? Identity politics. Yeah, he said that there were identity politics, that they were basically trying to cater to a certain community because and they were jumping on, on the bandwagon, basically, and that it's not brave of DC to, you know, have this character come out as bi. They were catering and pandering to that community. What do you think about this? I think it's a good thing for their community. Mm-hmm. It offers visibility and representation. And the only thing I think is wrong is just the identity politics of it all, where you just kind of feel where they're just checking off marks and saying, okay, we're going to make this character this, and that's going to be their whole identity for as long as they're here. That's it. Right. (laughs) Like, anytime you see them in a comic book, the first thing they're going for is their race, their gender, their sexual orientation. It's no longer about, you know, their morals, their beliefs. Uh, It's not about writing a good story that we can enjoy it's just about you know a check mark we we represent everybody and there's no more story the story is just diversity and that's all we need and right yeah no one's going to support that after a while right no one so, people are going to forget they're going they're not going to want to deal with uh that 
Yeah, so I want to read a little bit of what he said here. So he said uh, they're bandwagoning, and he said uh, he also played the father of of uh, Supergirl and her sister Alex Danvers in the Supergirl CW show. Where if we if you all know Alex is also part of the LGBTQ community, she's actually a lesbian. And I think you double check that. No, that's I'm sh- I'm sure about that. I'm positive on. If you actually watch the show, you no, no, no. Let me, let me let me let me say this. When was the last time he was on the show? Alex is still gay. Her character wasn't LGBTQ until the yeah. second season. That's what I'm saying. He, but he was on it the second season. He that's what was he's he? saying. Yeah, he was. Okay. He made a he made a couple of appearances on the second season. Okay, just making uh-huh. sure because I I definitely remember him in the first season. I didn't want her to be like, oh, I was there. I'm like, were you? I, you were definitely there the first season, but she didn't make the official coming out until the second season. Well, yeah, ahead. but he was basically saying that he, has, well, his character played the 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 father of someone who was LGBTQ. That's basically what he was trying to it, say there. To me, it doesn't even count, honestly. Okay, <laughs> we're not gonna die on that hill. We'll move on. You know, um, but let me let me tell you why. Because Alex Danvers is she in the comic books? Is she some big? comic book character we're, we're talking about alex danvers versus superman people right. are going to feel differently about it right you know? no we, i think we he, don't make a big deal about a minor character i think he coming was, out he, he meant as a whole theme of it like you're seeing they made the new robin bisexual right. i think what he was what he's trying to say is dc as of recently have started coming like trying to be like you said more diverse and inclusive are making their characters either bi or gay or lesbian that that's what he's saying and he was basically saying that if they had done this 20 years ago perhaps that would have been bold and brave but he said brave would have been having him meaning superman fighting for the rights of gay people in iran while they throw you off a building for the offense of being gay he also said that if you're talking about having him fight for climate change or the deportation of refugees. Basically, if they're going to base it on real world issues, this is what would be brave and bold and current versus them making this guy who's supposed to fight for truth and justice, his whole identity being, okay, now he's bisexual. Thoughts, comments? Again, if it was a minor character that they had made this change with, no one would even pay attention. It's okay if we change the minor characters, that the side characters. But when we're talking about the big characters, people feel some type of way. And when do comics really go into those kind of storylines? They, they don't. They, they really don't. You know? Even when the character is straight, do they go into these storylines? Right? So why are you mentioning it now? Like, like, were you asking them to be this brave and bold when the characters were straight? Were you asking right. them to address these issues when they were straight? You know, not, I, but now that they're, oh, we, we've, we've bent this one character. Oh, well, why don't you address this then, if you can address that? Well, typically, the comic books have Superman just beating up some alien robot that doesn't cause division. Like, he doesn't deal with, like, real-world situations. Well, this this issue does this actual superman deals with i mean the old one did that one was more fictionalized but this one actually deals with real world issues i'm just playing devil's advocate here but it just seems like sometimes a lot of these companies do hop on a bandwagon and say well if we throw this person as being you know gay or if we throw this person as being black or being hispanic or asian or whatever 
then we cover our diversity portfolio. And it's like, are you are you doing it out of merit or are you doing it because it'll get people talking or to make people happy and you'll be seen as quote unquote inclusive? Like what what is the purpose of you actually doing this? I like, know why. Yeah, go ahead. I feel like whatever they bend, bend these characters is because they have nothing else to write about. <laughs> <laughs> They got nothing else up their sleeve. They got no, no other good ideas. They're like, okay, well, where can we take this character next? What's the next thing we could do with him? Oh, let's we'll just change his race, on it. gender, his sexual orientation. We don't really have any. Who else can he fight? They already fought Jesus. What next? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I feel like sometimes. It's just like they, they don't know what else to do with the character, so they do this. Do you feel, do you think that there'll, there'll be more characters that come out? You know, do you think we'll have like a trans superhero next, which are all great. Don't get me wrong. These are all great moves for the LGBTQ community. These are all great strides, right? Now you have, if not the biggest superhero, you know, in comics history as being part of that community. So that's a huge thing. But where, like, where, where else do you think that they could possibly go with this? Are we going to see a trans person next? Are we going to see, you know, a black trans person? Like, uh, like where? where? <laughs> I'm pretty sure those characters already exist. I'm pretty sure some of those characters already exist. Probably well, not. In the CW, this like again, the same Supergirl show, the actress that played Dreamer is trans. Right. So they already have that. But I don't know if they have like a comic book trans person yet. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they do. If anyone knows that, just let us know. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that there's no trans superhero right now. Anyway, so you basically think that it's good strife, and also they just don't have anything else to talk about. So that's why. <laughs> of course, I think their community is definitely going to embrace it. Definitely going to get pushback from other people. Other people are not going to support it because. They like their characters a certain way, you know, mm -hmm. I, and I think that's a little bit of everybody. We all like our characters a certain way. I don't want to change to Chala's race. Right. I wouldn't want to change. Well, I don't race, think they could change. They could change to Chala's race anyway. It wouldn't make sense. Were you going to have a white person? I mean, they, they talked about putting that guy from Bridgerton as Black Panther. I don't know if it's serious, but if they did, I'm not watching. So. <laughs> If they put Ray Rajay Page, you know his name. Yeah, I, I think it's Rajay. Yeah. What was his name in the show? I, I don't know. I have I have not seen Bridgerton, so I don't know. Ray J. Jean Page, something like that. If they try to make him Black Panther, I'm not watching. Have you seen Squid Games? I saw it. Oh my god! <laughs> I definitely saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I want us to talk about that. Um, yeah. That's later on. But man, that would you do that? Would you? Would you? No. Why not? everybody's guaranteed to die. <laughs> Here's okay. the thing. If you're a person, if they grab you to join Squid G Games, it's because you're already a loser in life. Now, what <laughs> makes you think you're going to win today? They well, grabbed look, all the losers, all the people with debt. There was 140, was it 427 chances that you could win, right? So why not try your odds? Yeah, like, it's, it's already, they grabbed the people that already are losers in life <laughs> and they thought they would win this. Come on, dog. Come on. Uh, well, one There's of them no did chance. win. So, they, hey, so technically there was one of those losers who won. Yeah, but what makes you think you'll be that one? That's the thing. That's a you huge risk. I can't, can do, you can't you know? bet your life on that. You can't, oh, man. <laughs> We're not going to bring God into this now. We're not going to try to sanctify this now. <laughs> 
You don't know what Jesus could do. You know, uh -uh. He, he works wonders, man. What if Jesus working with the person next to you? Then you're done. Because <laughs> he can't be working with everyone. One person got to win. So hey, it may not be you. Make sure your relationship with the big guy is strong, man. That's all you can do. That and a, a whole lot of luck. All right, let's move on. Meek Mills. So you actually brought this story to my attention. At first, I kind of didn't know how to feel about it. But then I pondered over it. I slept on it. And I was like... I don't really know how I feel about it. I, I, I feel like black women are just seen as sexual objects and not taken. Like, I, I don't know why is it that our black men just seem to. Well, we're going to stop right there. Keep we're us gonna, down to kick us down. We're not going to <laughs> throw all black men under the bus. You're going to say what Meek Mill and his team or whatever did. You're going to isolate this to the handful of, <laughs> of people involved. And the only black man I saw that was involved is, is Meek Mill. We're going to leave oh, all black men out of this. Okay. All right. So let, 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 let me tell you the story. So Meek Mill debuted the cover of his latest album. I don't even know the name of the album, but the cover art is making a lot of headlines so it was painted by a contemporary artist named nina chanel abney i think that's how you say her name if you go on social media it's there and it's basically black women in very very suggestive rated r inappropriate positions and he plastered it on a bus that was promoting it all over downtown LA. And then this white guy uh, did a video on it, basically calling McMill out and saying, you know, he's disrespecting black women and black women do we want, is this what we want our image to be in the media and in the news and blah, 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 blah. And he kind of goes on and then he goes into like the vaccine. That's where he lost me. And then McMill responded and said, well, where was this guy with his video when we had the whole Judge Floyd thing and when Breonna Taylor was killed and, you know, when we ha when we have black women being abused and killed and, and, and all like, where was his outrage then? Maybe this was his last straw. Like, that doesn't yeah. exonerate you, Meek Mill. What are you talking about? <laughs> go ahead. I Go go right ahead. Say, say it's, it. It's like, oh, well, you didn't say anything before. Maybe this was the last straw. Maybe this was all they could put up with at this point. Meek Mill, did you speak on every injustice that happened prior to George Floyd? Did you jump in on that? Uh, we can't expect us all to do something for every single injustice. I mean, I, I don't right. think that would be possible. Well, I was just telling you what he, you know, what, what his excuse was or what his reasoning was, which is not really a good reason to me, but I was kind of offended by the imagery. But then I was kind of conflicted too, because I was like, well, this was painted by a black woman. So th that kind of like threw me off. Like if it was painted by a man, I'd be like, okay, but then it was painted by a, a black woman. And I kind of don't know how to feel about it. And that's when I told you, like, when you told me this, I was like, should we be upset at Meek Mill or should we be upset at the person who painted it? We can be upset at both. Okay. This again, it's like when a white person says, I have a black friend to throw off their racism or, or to whatever. It's like that same idea. We, so my we're whole thing to, is, why would a woman paint this? I have no idea, but there's going to be that one. There's going to be that one that does it despite how the world already feels about it because they already know we can't get a black man to do this 
it's not going to look good if we get a black man to do this. Oh, but we'll get the black woman, and that way they can't be upset. It's the same concept as saying the N-word, right? Black people can say it to each other, let somebody else say it, we're upset. We're, we're, we, we lose our minds. It, it's the same Well, your idea. theory doesn't really work in this scenario because I don't think somebody made her paint this. I think they just chose the right person. They, they picked the person that they knew in case they get upset. We could just say a sister did it. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Listen, we're at the tail end of the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that none of this dawned on you? None, nobody said if we put, you know, naked black women on the side of your bus, no one said to them, I think people are going to be upset. We just came off of uh, Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion and protect black women. The black woman is the most disrespected. Yep. And then you put this on your bus. And then Meek Mill, you know, a- as you even stated, he mentioned all these injustices to black people. So he's aware. He knows right. what's going on. And he still did this anyway. No, it's game. It's game. You're smart enough to be like, oh, I'm across my eyes, dot my T's, make sure that people, if people get upset, I don't really have to take accountability. I'm going to do it in a well, way. Do you so think that this I could also be blamed. publicity? Because everybody is talking about it. I mean, do you think that that's maybe what he wanted? Because I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not into the whole rap, like into the whole r- new rap game like that. Like, but he doesn't seem to be cool with like the kids nowadays. Um, so maybe he just needs somebody to, or something to push him forward and get people talking about his new albums. I mean, the thing is, look at what you're seeing today, you know, with some of these biggest artists, Meg Thee Stallion, City Girls, Cardi, Lizzo, most of what they're doing is over-sexualized, and it seems like he's just jumping on it. Right. He's jumping on what sells. And again, he's, he's being careful. Like, I truly believe that the simplest answer is best, and people at that level of success, they know how the people are going to react. Mm-hmm. And they do everything to cover their bases so that their main star doesn't take the brunt of the hit. They don't get the blame. They don't have to take accountability. You know, that's what I really see what's going on. So to play it like, you know, like you're just trying to be an artist, that doesn't cut it anymore. That trickery doesn't work anymore. You don't get to say that anymore. It was imagery that was demeaning to our women. It yeah. over-sexualized our women. It puts our women at risk. And what and does it say to it little girls? Dollar, right? You know, yeah, like you've yeah. got that bus rolling, uh, you know, on the public street where there's, you know, kids are going to be walking, kids are going to see this. And it's like, what image are you trying to project out there? Because, you know, we were working so hard to, you know, the whole black girl magic and, you know, black women can do anything. And then you have a picture like this. And and that's where my, my confusion comes from. Like, it's, it's like what he did was completely wrong and and just you know ass backwards but then again i'm like why would a woman paint this what is the message here like i don't get it money exposure to me it never has to be something complicated maybe she was a struggling artist and she's like oh this this might be my one chance and i'll just do this one thing you know well actually that's not true because if you read the article that you sent me she's been compared to the likes of uh, basquiat and other really famous contemporary painters so her work is you know this isn't just a one-off thing Mm. her work is has been praised and stuff so that that's why i'm like i don't know you could not even say this was imagery done in a tasteful way. It was just no. images of black women bent over. What other message were you trying to send? And then you had dollar signs and dices. It wasn't meant to 
put you in the best light possible. It wasn't meant to shine on the femininity of black women, the yeah, motherhood, the because womanhood. They, they even said that her work is also included in the Whitney Museum of American Art. Some of her paintings is in the museum. So she's a pretty big deal. I don't know. I looked at that album cover and it just looked like the kind of thing you would see in a strip club. Yeah. So I'm like, it doesn't yeah. even seem like you were trying to paint our sisters in the best possible light with this. You know, you you took it down to the most base levels mm -hmm. of it. And so to me, you don't get a pass. You don't get to say it's art. There is no misunderstanding. You painted exactly what you wanted the world to see about our women. And the thing is, is that this kind of imagery will put our women in danger because they're, they're like the number one group like sex trafficked that's crazy they're at least up there and for us not to be mindful of the way we represent our women for a dollar for the money it says something but this is why again like i hold the main person accountable the artist meek mill you needed the authorization of those two to put it on the bus we should hold them accountable yeah okay i agree with you i think that the painter or you know shouldn't have painted something so graphic and depicts women in such a light like well, black women in such a light like this and i agree that mcmill should have picked something else for his cover art because this is just not it i think it's for publicity and he just wants to get his word out hit the word out there about his new album which is also terrible because then you're using this imagery to further your agenda, which is so wrong. So it's just wrong all the way around. And the thing is, you don't ever see any other group of women misrepresented this way. And it never no, you don't. Way. You don't. You don't. You watch the news and you hear about the Gabby Pepito situation. When a white woman goes missing, the world wants to do something. Yet when it's a, a woman of color, a black woman, a, a, an, an indigenous woman who goes missing, we don't seem to put that much effort. We have to think about why. How are we representing them in the world? Are we representing them as something that needs to be cared for and protected or something that should be objectified? Good we point. We have to think about that. We have to be able to make those connections. The other thing I do want to say is that I don't want to just hold Meek Mill accountable. That would be unfair. Mm -hmm. I do believe he is a grown man. He knew exactly what he was doing and he had to know what the outcome could be. But I also want to hold accountable, you know, some of the female artists and the way they represent themselves and how they will get a pass. It bothers me that Meek Mill can have imagery, just a painting of over-sexualized Black women. And we're reacting, we're upset, we're angry. Yet, you'll have some of these female artists like City Girls, Lizzo, and they're posting stuff on Instagram and social media that does even worse than anything that was painted on that bus. Yeah. I mean, it's all about what, what we put out there. You know, we can't complain and say, well, black women are being sexualized all the time. And then we we're doing it to ourselves. Like, I just feel like there's a difference between being empowered and just doing too much. And I just feel like a lot of these things are just too much. Like we can't, we can't have it both ways. We can't say, okay, we need to stop. Pe people need to stop sexualizing us and seeing us as just sexual beings and objects and then turn around and make videos like WAP. And yeah, See, <laughs> the thing is like, I don't like that imagery already. 
I don't like the WAP. I don't like those videos because I think they're a detriment to our community. They create situations where our women will be neglected and unprotected. But here's the thing. If you go down that path, you cannot complain. That's my issue. Right. You cannot go down that path where you put your body on display and then tell the world, treat me like a lady. No, you're not. You can't walk down that. You can't really have it both ways. It's really hard to do so. Right. Okay. Well, is there anything else you want to add before we go? No. I think all I right. got it all out. <laughs> well, that's good. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, join us today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Uh, as always, you can find us on social media, Instagram and Facebook, and at the Foreign Lady Podcast. You can also email us at the Foreign Lady Podcast at gmail.com. Also, check out our website, foreignladymedia.com. Thank you guys for joining us, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Welcome to the Foreign Lady Podcast. Straight talk about current events and issues affecting women in today's society. This is not your run-of-the-mill opinion show. So listen up, because it's about to get real. Here's your host, Elizabeth.